This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Good evening, craft beer. My name is Donnie. This is The Fandalorian. You must reunite it with its own kind. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature? This is the way. Um, I am here today with my good friend, Mr. Joe. How we doing, folks? Uh, we are talking the uh, halfway, was it mid-season uh, kind of recap or commentary for the Mandalorian Season 2? Yep, I think we're going to start with a spoiler-free review, then we're going to jump into some spoiler territory, and then we're going to have that big discussion about where we are in the season so far. Yep, I love it. And and as we said, you know, this has just been a fun thing that Joe and I wanted to put together for you guys. So I hope that you're enjoying it. Um, if you are, even if you're not a regular listener, just, you know, leave us a comment, leave us a review if you can. Uh, we do appreciate those and they really help out us. So, um, Joe, as you alluded to, let's get into it. We try to keep these about 30 minutes long um, just for, for everybody's time and sanity. But we're going to just talk some some non-spoiler stuff here. Maybe some predictions that don't don't delve too heavily and then we'll get into the spoiler section. Um, if that sounds good with you, Joe, we can kick it off. That sounds perfect. Let's get started. So we're talking about fourth episode this season, which is Chapter 12, The Siege. Yep. I was pretty yep. excited for this episode. It was... Uh, uh, based on the previous uh, the the events of the previous episodes, I was really looking forward to seeing what was going to happen. And then I noticed that this episode was directed by Carl Weathers, so I hmm. figured that out like right before the episode started. So I'm like, okay, we're going to detour back to Navarro before we jump into that main story. Um, but I I think this episode did not disappoint at all. You know, we got this yeah. uh, we got this self contained story. We got moments that move forward the main plot. I really like how the show isn't forgetting its history. So you're seeing this growth and development of areas over time. And and we get some familiar faces in new situations. We get some new faces in familiar situations. We get some baby Yoda time, some humor, some action, some drama. I mean, it's pretty much everything you'd want from this episode. Yeah, it really, it really did have just about everything. Um, we were talking just before we hit record here, and, um, you know, it was... Comparatively, when you're when you're talking about the other episodes of this season specifically, um, like this, this is following a very similar kind of peak and valley in terms of action and, and really plot movement. But um, I am liking how you can almost like count it down. Where when you get to about the the second act or the third act, I guess of, of these shows, it really just picks up. And and that's not a spoiler by any means. But man, right. it's it's when it picks up, <laughs> these episodes do not disappoint. And that is that is what I'm really enjoying about these. And like you said, it brings in a lot of. Well, some new faces, yes, but it also brings in touches on some old stuff, specifically like you referenced with the history, where you don't, you know, you don't necessarily have to see every blue milk in every scene or anything like Spotchka in every scene, but, right, right. but by all means, you know, it's it's helpful when it actually does kind of when it's rooted in some lore, and that's what I really enjoy about these things when they're when they're maybe not the uh, the bombshell Boba Fett, you know, right on the corner kind of reveal, uh, and that's what that's what I enjoy about this one. So, yeah, and you know, uh, you know, Carl Weathers directed this episode, like I said earlier, this is not his first time behind the camera as a director, but this is probably the largest production he's worked on in that role. Now, I, I thought he did a really fine job with them. And also, there's a massive shout out to the production design team, especially in this one. The sets are incredible yeah. in every episode, but there's a lot of subtle details that really brought the world alive in this one. And I really appreciated that. 
Yeah, me as well. And I think that, like you said, not only the set details, but like, you know, the vehicles and some of the characters, like you said, the the various aliens. What I was combing through, and again, no spoilers, but what I was combing through was the background. I was trying to see, you know, who are they going to show and what alien and what kind of verbiage in the back. I'm almost to the point where I'm, ta- I'm trying to take screenshots and like figure <laughs> out the arabesque as they as they're like pouring it up on the screens. There was a lot going on that, that the background stuff was really just very cool in this one. Yeah, too. You, you kept looking um, at the tables and kind of see what's yep. sitting on that table in the back. There. Exactly. I was, I was like, yeah, exactly. A lot of that. I was like, huh. I was like, what does this mean? What is that? What is this little piece here? So yeah, I, I like that too. And I, I don't know how that translates to like casual fans that that maybe aren't looking for that stuff. They probably just watching the show to enjoy it. But like you said, again, bringing in that rich history is uh, is really cool. And there was a a pretty good history dump in one way, shape, or form of this thing. So. Um, I did enjoy that. Well, uh, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is for every casual fan out there, they've got a buddy who's a hardcore fan. So I think <laughs> I think for those folks, what they're getting is they watch an episode and they go, oh, yeah, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. And then they'll talk with their hardcore buddy about it. And he'll be like, oh, did you see this? And did you see that? And what about that? And they'll learn a little bit more about the universe as a result of that. Or they'll be like, all right, dude, too intense. You know? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what the problem is. Right before this, right before this aired, I watched the I watched most of the the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Oh, and I was like, oh Jesus, I hope this isn't canon because they just <laughs> are, are like stomping on all things Star Wars, which is all meant to be good and fun, and it right. is. But I, I, I hope I haven't heard that it is any bit of it is canon. Of course, I think it's more of a parody on the whole series it, itself. But um, but yeah, that was. That was an interesting way to prep for this one. <laughs> I uh, I actually haven't watched it yet. I've got it uh, uh, available to view. I think my wife and I are probably going to sit down and watch it this weekend. Um, the, like I said, the first three quarters of it were really hilarious. But, um, nice. But yeah, that's but, not what we're but here. A li- but a little too much can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just so, a little too close for home. Um, all right, well, anything else? And then, like I said, we, we try to keep these pretty light and, and pretty, uh, pretty quick. Uh, just to get some snapshots for folks that maybe can't read the episode or can't get to the episodes yet. But if you if you haven't watched it again, it only came out a few hours ago, so you know we're trying to provide you with some some hope and some optimism. But this is definitely one that you don't want to miss, specifically if you're a, a Star Wars fan and, and any kind of lore head or anything about it. Um, even if you are a casual fan, there was a lot to look at in this one. It's it's very 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 good episode. So. Yeah, no, I thought this episode was fantastic. It, it fits right along with everything else. Um, I do have. Some overall thoughts of my only criticism of the season. And it's not even really a criticism, but it, it's it has to do with the pacing. So mm-hmm. John Favreau wrote the first four episodes of the season. And he definitely found his pace in them, which is like an adventure game. And there's lots of side quests, you know. It, mm-hmm. it, more than once at the beginning of a, an important scene or at the end of an action sequence, I half expect like a pop-up on the screen to announce I just earned an achievement or unlocked a level <laughs> or something. Like that. It's not very distracting to the show. So it's just a minor gripe, in my opinion. And the other thing that's been coming up a lot with this season is the length of the episodes, which feel a little shorter than previous seasons. So I did some math. The average episode length of season one is exactly 39 minutes. And hmm. we're at the midway point of this season, and it's actually closer to 40 minutes. But that's mostly from the first episode being the longest episode of the entire series at 51 minutes. Hmm. So while well, I personally want every minute I can get at the show, I'm I'm not really bothered by the shorter runtime so far. Each each episode has a very tight story. There's very little fluff. Each one has clean transitions from the previous to the next, so you know exactly where you are, what to expect. And as long as they keep that in place, the episode could be 29 minutes long. It could be 61 minutes long. I wouldn't care as long as they just keep it going. 
Yeah, and that's that's an interesting point to raise because you know I was raving about the Bo-Katan episode, which I believe was number three, uh, which was you know even shorter, yes. and I think that was the shortest one to date. Yeah, that chapter eleven, yeah, right. episode number three from the second series season, um, which was I think thirty five minutes, that the longest one that we've had, or the shortest one that we've had. But that, but what they packed into it was, um, you know, minute action or, or excitement per minute was through the roof. So I think the the ratio in that aspect, that fictitious way that you can rate it is um is value. And it, I think they have been proving to to be great episodes, even if they are, you know, shorter or longer in the average, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll have to see how they, the last few episodes shake out, but yeah, yeah love it. So. Well, well, Donnie, Donnie, do you know what time it is? Spoiler it's, time. It's first, spoiler first time. Second uh, warning. <laughs> yeah. So right before we get in that though, if you've got a thought about this episode, you got a favorite season, uh, favorite scene from the season so far. Anything you want to discuss that's Mandalorian, hop on to Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group, put a post down. We love talking about the show. We really want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, um, you, you just went into the uh, George Lucas original trilogy post that went on for a, a while. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. So yeah. That oh, I didn't good, even, but... I didn't even, I didn't even put in the the full run of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to write this alternate timeline with like three episodes deeper. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't post that part, but it was a great post. Yeah, no, it was good. Lots of interaction there. So, all right, last warning. Spoilers yep. are coming. Spoiling like a rotten banana. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. All right. All right. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. So um, break it down. I haven't picked up. I think I have my notes here about five or six minutes into it. But um, so there's a lot of good things going on in this episode. We start with the Razor Crest all jacked up yet again. (laughs) Mando has now employed the kid as an electrician. I swear (laughs) I have had that same conversation on the phone with my cable company. So Baby Yoda gets zapped as expected. The calamari work is not up to stuff. So conveniently, we end up on Navarro, you know. We get yeah. the we get that great action sequence with uh, Marshall Caradoon taking out those thieves. Now, you know it blows my mind that we can have a killer baby Yoda puppet, and then we have to have was got to be the worst ferret puppet I have ever seen. That thing is straight <laughs> yeah. up janky. That like, yeah, that that aqua it's what aqualish is the name of that species. The, the oh, butt face guys. Oh, I didn't yeah, know aqualish. that. Yeah, I didn't even know they had. Yeah. Well, the Aqualesh, you'll remember, and if you if you haven't seen it, you remember from A New Hope that the Aqualesh, uh, his name was uh, Ponta Baba, uh, who was oh, a uh, Aqualesh yeah. criminal. He got his arm chopped off by Obi Wan in that bar, right? Um, that that Mos Eisley bar. But he was there traveling with Doctor Cornelius um, Evans and you know, like the, the oh, pig yeah, face yeah, yeah. man. So Absolutely. all these all these <laughs> crazy uh, alien species. But it's funny because what I pulled out of that is that those that whole species, like what we saw in in that same chapter eleven with with Bo-Katan, that whole species of corn, you could just tell it, it, they were they were these pirates. You know, maybe not all of them are horrible people, but they were. The, I, I mentioned in my review they were they were the bad guy in that new uh, VR game on o- Oculus called Tales from Galaxy's Edge, which is fantastic. Oh right, right, right. I only played a couple hours. But it's fantastic. Sweet. But anyways, my point was that that the Quarren is the leader of that sect in that game and a bad pirate. Um, those Quarrens again tried to kill Mando and take his armor, so they were the pirates. You know, you can just tell. And then you get these Aqualesh uh, species that they're they're obviously and you know where they were, Joe. They were in the armor's lair, raiding yes. that place. Yes, that was so, a fantastic nod again back right. to first season. We see yep. where yep. the where the Mandalorian symbol the the the. Um, yeah. The plaque used to be, that's been removed, but you can still see the dust around it. I mean, little yeah. nods like that are just fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I never noticed a ferret in, in the armorer's lair before, but yeah, he was a very poorly animatronic yeah. ferret. That Even was, with the wires removed, horrible. I could see the wires. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, rough. But, that but, was horrible, but 
Yes, they yeah. reunite with Grief Karga and Dar- Cara Dune, uh, Mando and the Baby Dune. Um, they've turned the planet around. Like, Kara's the marshal, Grief is There's the There's color magistrate. everywhere. There oh, was plants. Beautiful. Like, it was vibrant. There was people. They really did turn it around. If you remember the first time we walked in there, it was where the stormtroopers' heads were on pikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, absolutely. It's very it's, much a different place. <laughs> it shows you the growth of the planet. It shows the time, which time yeah. is such a jacked up thing in Star Wars. So it's nice to see, like, transitional time. Um, I love the idea Don't, of rebuilding the bar as a school. I thought that was really yeah, cool. That was cool. Uh, yeah, Disney, that was cool. Disney's touch came in when they made their play at the newest snack that's going to show up in like every kid's pantry of the space macaroons. <laughs> macaroons, yeah. <laughs> yeah macaroons well, and, and you notice too, what I liked about that one too, the protocol droid that was <coughs> up there. I had to, uh, there was a protocol droid that was teaching, you know, about 12 kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. But if you notice the chatter as that scene's still going on, that protocol droid mentions um, a Hydean way, Coruscant, Chandrilla, the Akka DC Maelstrom, which is the Kessel Sector from Solo, like all that stuff. Again, it's really subtle. And I had to rewind it and like very, very uh, intently listen to that. But I, I, you could hear all those, those Easter eggs out of it. And it's just fantastic. She's obviously talking about, I'm saying she as in the droid she's obviously talking about you know some sort of history lesson or geography but it's funny because some of these most of those places were pretty significant in the star wars history so when you mentioned in the beginning about how important the history was in this one like nail on the head you can't like that is star wars lore history and those things just made me giggle so i I loved it (laughs) yeah and there's and there's all sorts of callbacks happening through this episode back to that first season like mithril that very yeah. first bounty that we saw in chapter one, he's now the magistrate's assistant. I mean, it, it's, yeah. I love Horatio Sands, so it's really cool to see him get yeah, more time with that role and kind of flesh that character out more. He comes off very much like um, a gangster's uh, uh, goon. Lackey. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, boss, I'll go, I'll, I'll go lift the heavy thing. I'll go do the dangerous thing, you know. The funny thing is, too, that what I noticed from his commentary, as soon as they were talking about that, you know, there was a threat that he was going to go back in Carbonite, and he said he still has Carbonite blindness in his left (laughs) eye, which is funny. Yeah, which is funny. And I didn't notice it any close shots or anything that he was struggling, but it was just a funny comment, given that we know what happened to Han Solo and the the, uh, Carbonite blindness. So um, that was pretty cool. Right. So so in return for the repairs to Mando's ship, he agrees to destroy this old Imperial base on the other side of the planet. Now, we don't know how big Navarro is. I have to assume it's relatively small, but it is supposed to be on the other side of the planet. The base is supposed to be deserted. And then as we all knew, of course it wasn't, they come across um, uh, stormtroopers and some equipment that, you know, okay, we're going to get to play with that, that little uh, APC. And um, they, they get some scenes that are kind of flashbacks of a new hope where you've got, a control system that's very similar to like the shield generator because it basically mm-hmm. is a shield generator and then you get some chit chat between the stormtroopers kind of like that tk talk um but uh yeah uh they uh sorry my brain just shut down for a second no, so you're good. I, I liked again some of the callbacks i like is you know from the video games when he's talking about slicing the doors because that was always such a weird thing i remember that when i first heard yeah. that term I, I don't know what game i was playing it might have been you know, Jedi Outcast or something way, you know, far back. I don't remember what it was, but I remember that's the first time I heard slicing a door. And yeah. then it's been in a lot of other Star Wars canon, and it's great that, like, Mandel's like, slice this door open. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. He's got One of those cool things you just it. haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in real life like that, at least. Not not in, uh, you know, with actual actors and stuff. They, I think they reference in the cartoon quite a bit, too, but, but not like that. So it was right. really cool. 
So the, um, the big moment there is when they come across that chamber uh, that's filled with the bats and what p- appear to be cloned bodies. Um, mm-hmm. Mithril finds that recording from Dr. Pershing. Or yep. he's, he's you know he reveals he's using the blood of the child. It has a large M count, which you know, nice little Come nod on. without having to say the Come word. Come on, <laughs> yeah, without saying midichlorians and having the internet break down again. Yeah, right, goddamn. Right. But no, it totally they totally did, and that's I think that's cool. Like as much yeah. as much as you can say, you know, midichlorians were a waste of time, and it was so stupid and so dumb. It's part of the canon now. It's part of the lore, and, and it's so sci-fi. Be it. They reference it. It's sci-fi yeah. gold, you know? It's 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 right. stuff that you see from the golden age. This episode, this section of the episode feels very much like a base raid that you would see in the Clone Wars cartoon. You know, yeah. it, it has that yeah. same kind of vibe to it. But yeah. yeah, more stormtroopers show up. There is a hilarious, absolutely hilarious uh, problem here. Um, there is a scene at, it's an Easter egg, almost 19 minutes in. The team is walking into the lab and they start shooting. In the background, in the hallway to the left, just barely you can see him in camera view. There's a crew member. He's wearing blue jeans and he's got like a, a t shirt on and he's really shot for like half a second. Oh and man, I gotta just, check that out. Yeah, it's at right around the 19 minute mark. It's gonna be different. Okay, for I'll take a look. <laughs> but, uh, That's a good catch. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I can't call him credit for seeing that one. I saw a Twitter post about it and I was like, what? Oh, go back, go back. Yeah, there it is, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I was going to say, the one thing that we did skip over, which I really like, just since we're talking <coughs> about Easter eggs and stuff, you know, like the the no railing comment when he gets out on the ledge to uh, to to adjust or to shut yeah. down the reactor. Yeah, the no yeah. railing comment got me. I was like, of that course. That was a family like, guy reference, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like Blue Harvest, uh, um, Blue Harvest and Robot Chicken. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, they obviously called it out, but but the way that he referenced it, it was like, okay, I get it. They they okay. they acknowledge that, which was funny. There's so many of those little like kicks that just keep the humor going, and I really yeah. really do enjoy that. So yeah, and then um, we get yeah. we get more stormtroopers showing up. Team splits up. Mando flies back to the base via jetpack to retrieve his ship on the other side of the world. Uh, <laughs> Karga, Dune, and Mithril all steal that that badass APC. I love that thing. I love that chase sequence overall for several reasons. You've got you got scout troopers first of all who are so bad you don't have to shoot them. They'll just kill themselves. <laughs> that was pretty precarious at first. Yeah. I was like, man, he's he, they they basically what Joe's saying is that this base is located on top of a of a trench again, mm-hmm. very reminiscent to the previous Star Wars, but Absolutely. it's at the top of the, the this very apex of the trench and this lava portion of the planet. And, uh, and yeah, these guys take off going, you know, a million miles an hour down the side of this cliff. I'm like, damn, they're doing pretty good. Two of them wreck <laughs> before they even get out. It's, oh, yeah. it's like, you right. don't even need to shoot at them. They'll just, they'll just blow themselves up. They'll just wreck up. themselves, yeah. I love yeah, how but, much this feels like an old school gangster car chase. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's got it really that, did. that great vibe to it. And Grief, Grief Cargit is never allowed to be on a turret ever again. He's, <laughs> he's a worse shot than Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah he was no good. No um, good at all, but... Yeah. yeah, but they clear out the speeders pretty quick, and then we get those TIE fighters coming up, and then, like, it's been five minutes, and Mando just shows up with a brand new Razor Quest. Um, yeah. Take him out just in the time. We get some nice little uh, uh, aerial combat action. And of Well, I love, I love that scene, because he did... He, um... I don't know the name of that maneuver, but there is. It was shown like in the squadrons trailers, where like they were actually a ship goes up. It's it's in the middle of a dogfight, takes out the guy, literally kicks the engine off, drops down, and then just right. goes to town. And that's like a it was such a cruel kind of thing. Yeah, 
it was a cool thing to see the the razor crest back up to 100%. I don't know how they were able to fix it that fast, but but yeah, or how he was able to get over there that fast, but man, that was a it was a cool scene. He took out a couple ties that were following them after the uh, the bikes got destroyed. So, um very very cool chase scene. I, I really did enjoy that. I was really hoping there was going to be some lava or something involved in that, but yeah, they packed like enough in like there that like a ship spraying out lava. Or, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. I wasn't sure what they were going to do cuz they they mentioned that, but maybe it was just a, an empty threat. I don't know, but like I said, they had enough in there to keep me very very interested. It wasn't it wasn't any big deal. And, and uh, Cara Dune, man, she was like loving driving that thing. Oh, I, yeah. I just thought it was so cool. I, I hope Indiana they Jones bring that too. back. Yeah, I hope I, they bring I, her up, that whole chase back or, or reference it in a, in like season three where she's like, now she's got the APC all tricked out. And she got yeah, it could be. On it, yeah, because you know? yeah, it was cool. And the way that she took care of those, you know, she bumped into one and smashed them. That reminded me of Indiana Jones as they like smushed the, the, the stormtrooper into the side of the wall. Like that was pretty right. cool. So that was a great scene. Really was. Yeah. But, you know, um, but, it, it does take me back to how this is just one of the jarring things to me about the show, and really Star Wars in general, is the total lack of any time explanation. I mean, the ship is fixed so freaking fast. It's it, it took him a couple days with Quill to rebuild it from scratch, right? But they get the yeah. thing brand new in, like, hours. Uh, plus, yeah. Mando's flying halfway around the world in five minutes. It's just, time is really weird in Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, but you know that's one thing that I can almost look past. And and you say all that now. Wait till you uh, wait till you turn on the uh, Christmas, the Lego Christmas holiday special because <laughs> boy, do they mess with time in that one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've um, heard the time travel is just everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah which I, again, that's what scares me about it. I don't like that at all. But um, but yeah, I, I can look past that because again, the action in the sequences were so so cool yeah. and so well done. Um, but we're not we're not out yet. The one thing, Yoda, baby Yoda can't get any any cuter when he's up chucking blue macaroons oh, from. Uh, from a drop fall in the, in the Razor Crest. <laughs> yeah, roller coaster pudding puke, and it's it's adorable. It's like they're gonna they're gonna jar that. They're gonna sell it on the shelves, and Disney's gonna make millions. <laughs> he takes his cape and like wipes his little face off. Yeah. Like God, that's hilarious. Yeah, and you know what? We even get a nice little shout out to Nick on this episode because Amanda was like, "Who boy?" <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was. Pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, but that's not it. There's still, there's still like two. I think two. Well, there's a little bit more, but um, it's, it's. I want to pick back up the episode itself. I think we're running yeah. close to time so, on this, but yeah, Mando um, heads back to Corvus to track down Ahsoka Tano. We get a yep. visit from the space cops to investigate them, yep. and we have this. Those guys just love following Mando along. Yeah. They, they love following him around. Well, uh, you know, I think, I think it's great, and I think that. Um, that there's this awesome scene with Cara Dune where, you know, we find out she's from Alderaan, that she lost right. everything. And there's this yeah. real emotional point out of nowhere that is incredible. I love that scene. It's fantastic. Yeah. And we also I had that get, on my notes. I had that on my notes too, because the, uh, the Alderaan piece, I, I thought was particularly interesting because yeah. part of the dialogue from the captain that, that asked the Re- new Republic captain was like, you know, did you lose anybody? And she's like, I lost everybody. Right. And like, obviously that was something that happened. It was something significant. Like it was, again, it was a cool nod, a cool touch on the history. And, um, and it just builds Cara Dune, who I am liking more and more. The more oh, I yeah. see her, the more I, I enjoy her. Can't ever um, get enough of her. Yeah, and she's hot, so like that's yeah. cool too. <laughs> so, but yeah. finally, we also uh, we find out Gideon's on a Republic era cruiser. Uh, yep. We find out the Imperial officer is telling him she has a tracking be- beacon that's hidden on the yep. Razor Crest. We have this. Now, who do you think that officer is? You think that officer is anybody significant? Um, so the actress's name is Katie O'Brien, and she hasn't really done anything much. She's she's not very well known. I think her biggest role she was on a season of Z Nation, but she has this very distinct look, and it. it Every time I looked at her, I kept seeing Ida Versio. 
right? Yeah, she has yeah. that same kind of look, and maybe that's yeah. what they were going for there, but I would like to see more of that character. I think that there's something interesting there. Um, but there's, uh, you yeah, know, we get that amazing shot of Moff Gideon checking out uh, what's debatedly either droid troopers or armor sets. It's really hard to tell, even because the lighting's just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I almost thought for a second that they were going to, he was going to say something like, you know, thank you, Commander Sloan. But uh, right. it, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't her. It wasn't that, you know, character. The timeline probably wouldn't make sense either. So um, actually Sloan probably would, but uh, I don't, I don't know. So uh, I know Sloan's in, in squadrons in, the, in her, you know, video game form, but I, I was interested to see if they were going to bring back any of the heavy hitters from the Imperial side for this one. But, but again, they had it a lot packed in here, so I don't think it was necessary, but, but um, we'll see. With yeah. that one, but so yeah, I yes, think, I think where we're going with this, I think. Uh, I well, think... wait, because there's one, there's one more big thing that just to wrap the episode. Oh. We're at that very oh, last, yeah, yeah. last that that episode. So the very last shot you see is is Moff Gideon and the uh, dark trooper suits right. lined up on that on both sides of the wall, like they're ready to so, do some damn. So you work. think those are dark trooper suits? Absolutely, from Star Wars Dark Forces, which is I guess now canon because right. it wasn't really before. But I don't, um, I don't think they are. I think that those are actually mech suits because you mm. think about it. We're going next episode to see Ahsoka Tana from mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. So what? It, and Moff Gideon's got a tracker on him. So what if they show up in the middle of the episode, drop a whole bunch of droids, and now we've got uh, Mando and Ahsoka Tano fighting like Clone War style against uh, mech suits? I, I I I think it's possible that those are droid fighters and that there's going to be like that Clone Wars reference. And then I've got a really wild guess. That we're not just going to get Ahsoka Tana. It's been rumored that we're going to get some Rex in this as well. So maybe Rex is with Tano, and we get some little Clone War flashback scene. And I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that the Bad Batch will get their own TV show, but it's going to be a cartoon. So maybe right. they will to bring that in. I don't, I don't know, but it, you're right. It'd be a good, it'd be interesting to see them all kind of come back. At least some sort of force. She's doing something there, right? Like she's not yeah. just there hiding out. Well, we're not sure. I mean, uh, it is. the episode is written by Dave Filoni. The new, the new one yeah. coming up. So I, I think we're definitely going to get some kind of Clone Wars reference. It's not going to be just Tano. I think there's going to be more to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is a but this one had a lot, a lot of throwbacks. And one thing I forgot to mention, which just makes me giggle. There's a statue of an IG unit in the middle of the town in Navarro. Did you notice <laughs> yeah. that in the background? I did I see like, that, and I love that. I, IG... I was like, oh wow, they put a statue of him just because what he. Is it actually maybe? Yeah, he saved the town. <laughs> maybe I mean, him. he took out like half that that deployment. Yeah. So. Yeah, but here's, I, I, that was the last one I forgot to mention. But man, it was good. I think we have just enough time to talk about predictions for the rest of the season. So, so here's my big prediction. I think, sure. I think Moff Gideon is rebuilding an elite clone trooper regiment. I think that uh, that they're going to be dark troopers, like version two or version three, where they're going to be outfitted with Beskar armor. I think he's trying to give them force powers, like he's trying to give a clone force powers and then clone that clones that they all have force powers i think he's trying to become the new ruler not not replace the emperor but succeed the emperor and i think what like i said i think what we saw in that hallway was droid fighters because also he's on a republic cruiser and i think it's a setup for the next episode but i'm i I think the final showdown this season is going to be mando teaming up with bo katan with ahsoka tano with cobb vanth and there's going to be like a mando hit squad and they're all going to take out Moff Gideon's ship with these new troopers or droids or whatever they are. I think Bo-Katan's going to go for the Darksaber. 
And I, I, I don't know where we're going to go from there. I th- I th- I'm really excited to see where these next four episodes are going. And you know one thing, I am too, Joe, and you know one thing that we really haven't seen was any kind of grandiose like space battle. We haven't seen a Republic fighter against a Imperial one or a Moff Gideon, whatever it's called now. Um, we haven't seen any of that. And I think that when that pinnacle comes, like you were just describing, I think that's either how it will start or how it will be influenced or how it will be. Maybe it'll be a whole episode of this battle that's going on. But he's definitely going to form up a team and, and Cobb Vanth and all those people, you know, who knows who else will be yeah. on there. But I definitely see a team coming. He's going to put out the beacon of whatever to get people to come on over and help him. I think that's for sure. I think Ahsoka is definitely there with some probably surviving clone troopers, maybe the Bad Batch themselves. I don't know, um, you know, wh- or maybe how a it's going to work out. Maybe just a safe haven for Jedi or for Force users, keeping yep. them away from Moff Gideon, and all of a sudden Mando brings Moff Gideon to this safe haven, you know? I just, I know it's got to be something like that because they have, they have never talked, to, they talk about the New Republic in every episode, and that one captain is getting emotionally tied into this thing where you either feel for him or you think he's, you know, he's watching Mando, something's going on there, so... Some some cavalry is going to be called in, and here comes a you know a, a Republic cruiser that that helps and fights you know Gideon and his group while they're fighting on the ground. Who the hell knows? But definitely something like that is swelling. I'll, I'll yeah. give you that. And I think that's I, I could see a big battle being the uh, like they were pinned down at the end of season one and they barely escaped, but then they came back and killed everybody thanks to IG. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I think I think that kind of big battle is swelling right now, and I think that'll be a great way to take us out of episode or season two and deliver you know us into season three. While okay, the battle's over or the battle you know ended poorly. What happened? Some sort of thing like that. That linchpin is what I see coming down the line for sure. Yeah, and I Ahsoka's also going to be a huge part of it. Yeah, and I also wonder what kind of Ahsoka we're going to get. You know, I, I, I yeah, I'm, me too. I'm, the last time we saw her, like furthest along in the timeline was at the very end of Star Wars Rebels, where she's uh, like Ahsoka the White. <laughs> she looks like yeah, Gandalf, right. you know, she's off to go search yep. for, um, oh, I can't remember the kid's name of that, but she's off to, to hunt the, the Force Whales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ezra. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, he was always looking for a Jedi, looking for a Jedi. She's not a Jedi anymore. Right. So but she is. But she is a Force user, and at the very yep. least, she's going to put him on the right path. Yep, hopefully, yeah. Or she wants something to do with him. I think there'll be a cat and mouse game for at least this next episode, or at least half of it. Will probably be. A, I don't want to. You know, I'm not in this anymore. I don't want to do this. Whatever. Right. But I think the child will will actually pull on some strings and get her to come around pretty quickly. So, yep. um, I I don't know. Prediction? You think you think we're gonna find out anything more about Yoda species, or you think they're gonna kill baby? Not kill, but kill the name Baby Yoda and say he's a blah? <laughs> um. Well, I think that. I mean, Ahsoka obviously new Yoda personally. Mm-hmm. So I think if it we're at the very least going to find out some kind of information about the species, maybe where it came from, how they yeah. might finally give it a name. Um, yeah, right. You know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't really know where that's going to go. And I'm, I'm looking forward to how they're going to make it some kind of special moment in the star Wars canon. I think, yeah. I think that's going to be one of those things like, um, um, it's just going to be so important and it's going to influence everything that comes after this. I, I, any information we get about Yoda species is going to be huge. Yep. I totally agree. And, um, and Joe, that's a, it's a good point to end on. And I think, um, you know, we'll go ahead and do that, but man, again, love this episode. Can't wait to see what comes out with the next, uh, the next few, I think, is it yours? You're going to do the next one. Yeah, I'll take the next one and then you'll do the one after, I'll do number seven, and then we'll come back together for that final episode. 
Okay. Well, that sounds like uh, good fun. That'll be the middle of December, the next time that we get together on this thing. Um, but uh, yeah, keep keep tuned in, and, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Again, like Joe said, just like Joe left a, link, a big big mark on on you know kind of how we talk about this thing with our group. But absolutely, uh, hop onto the the Facebook group, Crap Brews Geek News, and find out there. Uh, talk to us about anything you'd like to pose a question, get some headcanon going. But I think that's about it, Joe. So anything else before we sign off? No, I think that's it. Everybody, you have a great one. We're going to talk at you at the next one. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Bye. (laughs) You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.